Welcome back to Friendship Club. This week is all about staying friends with your ex. Dating someone and staying friends with them. It's not easy. It can happen. I'm I would say I'm I would say I'm fairly good at it. I'm a sentimental person. I don't like losing people. But today we're gonna be talking with former couple and now friends, Jesus Vias and Eddie Gamboa. Jesus is a performer, they're a poet, they're an activist. I met them in Austin, Texas years ago and I love them. Eddie's based in Chicago and is a performance and sexuality scholar. They're wonderful, they're very open, they're very honest. Uh, They have an interesting friendship, very biting and uh, I love it, I'm here for it. And to help me through all of this is my wonderful co-host this week, the very funny Ralphie Hardesty. Ralphie's a stand-up in Austin, Texas. You can also catch him weekly on the Master Pancake Twitch doing movie riffs and hopefully one day back in the movie theater. Welcome, Ralph. Thank you so much, Carrie. Thank you for having me. Ralph is one of my favorite people. I miss him so much. He's in Austin. I'm in LA now. I met him, I don't know, like 10 years ago, something like that. Something like that. About 10 years ago, yeah. And I know Ralphie is a true friend because he has put up with me being cranky on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact about me, sometimes if I don't get enough sleep. If I'm sleeping in a new area, I might not sleep as well. I might be a cranky bitch in the morning and it's not justified and it's not okay. And I'm more aware of it now that I can check myself. But at the time, say if I was in Flagstaff on January 1st. I learned about a boundary that you had that day. It's not, I mean, it's, it's an arbitrary boundary. I would say it's not even a permanent boundary. Sure, totally. I mean, I I would say if we were on a trip today, I would still observe that. <laughs> I would still. <laughs> Ralph and our friend Mike knocked on my hotel door at a very reasonable hour, and I flipped out. And well, I don't know. We were- I shouldn't have. You were being. There was nothing wrong with what you did. I want to. It was all about right. me. This is what happened. We were we were in Flagstaff, and it was just. New Year's Eve. So it was January 1st. And so we were up all night. It was very, we had a very, very late night. And then we were, it was a road trip through Arizona. And so we had these plans to go hit these other locations. Um, I think in Sedona. Sedona, on our way. yeah. Yeah. So we were, we were going to go to Sedona and see more vortexes. Yes, we had to catch um, our New Year's January 1st vortex. Right. And so we had plans to leave by, let's say, nine in the morning. So we knocked, I, I believe it was at like 20 till because there was, there, was a, a, <laughs> there was a Starbucks in the parking lot that we our hotel was in. And we were like, well, we should ask to see if Carrie wants something. And so we knocked and that was that was unacceptable. Carrie was very upset. I was it a was... monster. I'm <laughs> she was I'm very mad. I'm we can talk about it now, but I was embarrassed by my actions. <laughs> it's okay. I was actually like, I wonder if we'll talk about that. I don't know. I'm prepared, <laughs> I'm prepared to talk about it. And I, I again, I to- you can feel totally different about it. That's fine, but I just learned I will see Carrie at the time that we <laughs> 
planned in the morning time. I will say I am now more of an earlier riser than I once was. And I'm also now probably able to check myself more than when I was younger. (laughs) That must have been like eight or so years ago. I mean, I was I was still in my 30s. I mean, I didn't have it wasn't like I was 22. Yeah, no, we weren't kids, but, but it was a fun trip. Yeah, it was. Ugh, that was such a good trip. We went to Phoenix, Sedona, and Arizona for the New Year's. And Flagstaff, mm-hmm. they drop a pine cone. And you said it was a late night, but I think we were home by like two. <laughs> like I know. I, yeah. <laughs> I actually did omit the time because I think it was like me. It was before three for sure. Oh, for it wasn't sure. like. I mean, Flagstaff we weren't like partying all night. Yeah, Flagstaff doesn't go hard. I mean, they do. We're not aware of it. One of yes. my um, favorite Ralphie memories, I think it, it was your birthday. We went out dancing and then we went to Waffle House. Oh, yes. After. That was my 30th birthday. And I remember putting in, I was like, this is perfect. If you don't know Waffle House, they have a jukebox full of Waffle House songs and they have a Waffle House birthday song. I was like, I'm going to put this in. And I put it in and like, I just, I put this, the quarter in and I, or I don't even know if you have to pay. I put the song in. And I just see the waitress's face shoot over and the jukebox was broken and it would only play on the loudest setting possible. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I think I put the birthday song in like three times and we just had to listen to it. And I was like, oh no, it's like 2.30 and she has to listen to this. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that Waffle House by the airport. They've never forgiven us for that. <laughs> the other the other fun thing about that night that I recall was that I we went to the Waffle House instead of my original plan, which was to go to the Pride March, which Peaches was playing, <gasps> and which I yes. told dozens of people <laughs> that's what I would be doing for my birthday. And so I got a bunch of texts being like, where are you? And I was like, oh, we're not going. <laughs> <laughs> so I spent it with just like Carrie and and maybe one or two other people and um ditched a whole bunch of people on my 30th birthday. It was a real joy. Yeah. If we're talking if we're talking like Carrie stories that I really love, I actually have to like interject with how we became friends. Do you remember <laughs> how it started? Um I mean, it's through either stand-up, some respect, but I don't exactly remember. I knew, yeah, I definitely knew I liked you more than almost all of the stand-ups in the city. The people that we we know and still talk to, of course, are are the other people that I love on the same level. (laughs) But we were at like a show and I don't know why we started talking about Melrose Place, but Melrose Place (laughs) came up. And you were like, it's on Netflix. I should come over this Saturday with tacos and we should watch it at your house. And I I was just like, yeah, we should do that. And so we did. That was... That was our first hang. Yeah, and was I, when I, you invited yourself over for tacos yeah, and Melrose I Place. I don't Hell remember yeah. inviting myself over, but I do. Uh, I would say that's something I do, especially mm-hmm. if there's a trashy show I want to watch with people, and I'll bring food. I also will say I remember Melrose Place. It doesn't really get scandalous till later in the seasons. Like it's that's season right. one is pretty boring. We watched yeah. a few episodes and we're like, what a snooze fest. Yeah, we got like two or th- maybe three in, and then it was like. Well, this was fun. I guess we'll see you next Saturday. Yeah. (laughs) 
And so began a long relationship of watching bad television together. Yeah. I remember we tried yeah. to watch the show 30 something because we were all turning 30 <sighs> and it was so boring. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> TV, TV sucked. Yeah. TV sucked. Ugh. I feel bad for people that are older than us. Like, I know. I think there was one plot line. It was like somebody learning how to use a computer. Oh, so embarrassing. <laughs> so embarrassing. So gosh. embarrassing for TV. We're going to be talking to Eddie and Jesus, who are friends, but they also dated. Have you ever stayed friends with an ex? <sighs> so there's not really... Which is an yes. okay answer. <laughs> yeah. The, the the thing is, I mean, like, there's one person who I dated for a very long time. We, we dated in college and then a little while after. And we're still, we're still friendly, but, like, never talk. You know, it's just, like, co- college friend. We, we keep in touch, basically. But he's the one exception. And other than that, it's, like, once I break up with you... I don't want to. I don't want to see you again. I don't want to hear about you again. I just want you to disappear. So, yeah, no, not really. I don't know. I don't know what that life is like. No, I mean it's not for everyone. No, and it Are, so much depends on the, how the relationship ended and how long it was. Right. Whether you had things in common or friends in common. That's the that's the factor that kept the one guy that I mentioned kind of in my life for a little while but like i say that now we haven't really talked in probably like a over a year um at least i would say it was just because we had so many mutual friends and just part of the same friend group and i knew i would see him whenever i was seeing these other this other group of people so that that was the big thing and then pretty much everyone else i've ever dated was just not from my friend group. So it was just someone that like Ralph brought around. And then when we broke up, it was like, well, fuck off forever. <laughs> well, that is, I mean, it is healthy to not date from your friend group. <laughs> but it makes breakups yeah. much easier. Yeah, I agree. With, I mean, it's, uh, of course, it's fine. But yeah, I, I, I think it's good to see what else is out there. You Have know? you ever had uh, uh, dated somebody who was very good friends with an ex? Dated someone who's very good friends with an ex. No. They're, they're no. Ex, yeah. No, I don't think so. I must have. But I, I, it I don't. It wasn't a problem. No, not at all. I, I don't think I. Honestly, I think if that ever was the case, it was like a guy who was like, oh, yeah, I used to date her before I knew I was gay. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, great. That's fabulous. Or. I mean, I've also dated bisexuals, but I don't remember that happening. So yeah, yeah, no, I don't think so. And I that would be fine with me. I mm-hmm. I'm absolutely fine with somebody staying friends with their exes. I think it's admirable, even though I'm not very capable of doing that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you? Have you ever dated somebody who was I'm close fr- to one of their exes? I'm kind of close to one of their exes. Um, not that I can think of. I mean, yeah. I've certainly, I've certainly been jealous of people they've been friends with, but not yeah. exes. I'm trying to think. No, but I've had friends who have like dated people who are divorced, mm-hmm. still talk. You know, mm-hmm. my friend had a problem where her ex would still do laundry at his ex's house. Oh, but, that, yeah. You know, when you're younger, a free laundry machine. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You just can't say goodbye to that. It's hard. Yeah, totally. 
I'm so happy to be here. I miss you so much. Uh, I, I am yeah. very lucky that um, during pandemic, I've been able to keep in touch with Ralphie and our other friends, Mike and Rob, because mm-hmm. we play board games online. <laughs> yes. Carrie's group of board gays. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know why we don't say that all the time. <laughs> I want to make it about me. Uh, we were, I mean, we have a friend, Rob, who has a, lot of, a very extensive board game collection. And that was one of the things I feel like that, I mean, that was some of my favorite memories in Austin was all of us on a Saturday playing forever board games. Amen. And then like getting I still, I still talk about the summer that we did the Arkham <laughs> Horror gauntlet. Oh my which gosh. really Exhausting. exposes how nerdy we all are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, we won't even get into details, but it's no. very nerdy and very time consuming. And it was it very was. fun. Yeah. Amen. I feel like because of modern technology, I feel like I'm closer to you this year than I than I was able to when I first moved away, just because we kind of totally standing. Yeah. And I think that's really a thing in pandemic is like people reconnecting out of necessity, but also doing it. really infrequently and sporadically as needed in between bouts of serious depression and grief. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. So I think, I think that's pretty, pretty typical actually, but also so welcome and such a huge, huge benefit to my mental health. It's been great seeing you and Rob and Mike. Thank you. (laughs) Boardgames.net. Yes. Shout out to (laughs) boardgame.net. Well, I'm so excited to have you as my co-host. Let's start the episode. Yeah. Welcome, Eddie and Jesus. Hi. Oh, my God. Hello. Hi. Yay. Let's jump in. Let's start at the beginning. How did you guys meet? Well, I'll I'll tell you what I think happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I was a theater and speech and debate little high school girl. And I was a senior, and I was—I remember I was like downstairs. We were in the theater building, and I was talking to my friend Lupe about something, and like this like little twink in like a Abercrombie shirt just comes up to me and is like, "Excuse me, do you guys know where the theater is?" And I looked at him and realized that he was like maybe like 110 pounds, and I was like, "You're here. This is the theater." And I turned back to Lupe and just immediately like resented Eddie for being thinner. Um, <laughs> And that's 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 what I remember most. I love an honest first impression. <laughs> yeah, strong dislike. See now, now the way that I remember it is that I was one hundred and seven pounds, <laughs> and then everything else pretty much tracks. Well, you're uh, a fucking liar then, and you're a fucking liar now. So. <laughs> Although it was it was it was American Eagle. I remember. Oh, that's right. Oh, I had an, it was it God. was an American. It was an American. I was a big big mall rat back in high school, sort of, but not really because I was also wearing sweat. I was gonna say she was fully <laughs> poor, so I mean, <laughs> it was not. <laughs> And actually, I was I was being taken there by somebody. I was taken there by the by the physics teacher. She was like, "I think you should do speech and debate." And she like carried me down there. <laughs> you look real gay. Come here. <laughs> yeah, yeah she, she said physics is not for you. <laughs> and it and it wasn't. I still don't know it. Amen. I still don't abide. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't remember other than has just been kind of mean. I don't it made no impression. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm, interesting. Like I said, I love an honest impression. <laughs> and let's set the stage. Where are you guys at? Oh, we're at, we're in El Paso, Texas. 
I had just moved there. It was like January. But yeah, this was in El Paso, Texas at, at Bel Air High School, um, home of the Highlanders. Our mascot was the uh, um, <laughs> a man in a, a kilt. A man in a kilt who played the bagpipes <laughs> for a school awful. full of Mexicans. So I, I was really, it was fine. Listen, I was I was I played the bagpipes, so I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Well, actually, how nice that they just had like a white person as your mascot. I think all of the high schools in the school district are white people, right? Because there's yeah, the, really? the knights at Hanks. There's the uh-huh. the, oh, the, the the conquistadores of the yeah. Valle. So it's literally, <laughs> literally <laughs> one of the mascots. It's the conquistadors. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think all of the in our school district, all of the high schools had white men. Well, it was mascots. aspirational. They were really they were, they were trying to make us reach for something better. So they said, well. Here, a quick mascot story. My elementary school was the Belmont Beavers. And <laughs> a long time after I got, graduated, they changed it because a mom complained it was sexual. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> the one being dirty. We, as elementary school kids, did not think of it that way. <laughs> I mean... I mean, were there like chants? Like, like is, there, is there something that inspired her to be like, oh, they definitely mean this in a vaginal way? No, I mean, there was one painting that kind of looked like an otter. That's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> then there was also the, the annual muff carnival, too. So that was yeah. Yeah. definitely not. <laughs> it was a good fundraiser, though. <laughs> I digress. Back to your friendship. Boo. <laughs> yeah, Jesus and I started dating a couple of months after we met. I should preface that by saying that he was 18 and I was 15. And Romeo and Juliet laws do not apply to homosexuals in the state of Texas. <laughs> yeah. So they did have to let my parents know that they could press charges at any time. At any moment. <laughs> oh my God. And they said, we do not want to ruin this young woman's future. Actually, if I remember correctly, my dad said that I probably instigated it. So that's fair. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. He was like, "Nah, our son is a slut. <laughs> it won't hold up in court." They'll <laughs> <laughs> take one look at this whore kid. Throw the case out the window. <laughs> Jesus, but but we didn't start dating like immediately. One thing that actually happened was I was actually dating someone before. Like, when I met Eddie, I was dating someone already. This person was also, just, like, super strange. Kind of shitty, but also really weird. Like, um, at one point asked me to, like, lose weight to, like, stay with him. He also would do this weird thing where he would we'd be, you know, doing sexy things. And then he would just start, like, like, punching me on my side. And I was like, okay, well, I guess. Oh, my God. I want to remind everybody that we are in high school at this point. Yes. <laughs> okay, we are fully. Like... I was fully a child. Um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and at one point, this this the same guy he took me to go see the movie Cursed with Christina Ricci, which is about werewolves and such. And at one point, he turns to me and he whispers in my ear, "What turns you on?" And I was like, "Um, I don't know, like dicks." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And we're watching, we're watching a werewolf like maul someone on screen, and he goes, "You know what turns me on?" And I was like, "What?" And he goes, "Watching people die." (laughs) (laughs) So he reaches Uh. for my hand and squeezes it as like I think, uh, God, someone is like being murdered by a werewolf, and he just goes, "Oh (laughs) Oh, no." 
I would come back to like speech and debate meetings and like theater rehearsals with stories about this guy. And eventually Eddie was like, Oh, maybe like you shouldn't date him. He sounds terrible. And I was like, what do you know about love kid? (laughs) Not a whole lot. I mean, that's a lot for a young person to ingest. (laughs) Yeah. To say the least. Do you have any idea what that person is doing now? Out of I curiosity, ju- I only. just saw him at a bar in El Paso this past <gasps> Friday. Like, I literally oh. just saw him. Did and, like, you? He, did you interact at all? Yeah, oh, yeah. he, he gave me like a big old hug, and then we did shots. And then he introduced me to his new boyfriend. And then he like hugs me at the end of the night, and he's like, "Ah, oh, it's good seeing you. I fucking hate this guy." <laughs> oh. oh, damn. El Paso's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> El Paso is truly magical. What, a, <laughs> what an insane town. Book your tickets now, everybody. <laughs> We've got a drive-in porno theater and a militarized cool. border. Just Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> just waiting for, just waiting for the girls. <laughs> I had never heard of the drive-in porno theater until I moved to Texas, but it makes so much sense. Like, yeah. So it, much better than a regular sense. porno theater. <laughs> well, and it also makes for better specials. They used to do a thing on Wednesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> they did. Where if you if you if you drove in with a full car, you'd get a discount. So if you if you if you, if your car is full of people, you'd get a discount, which I think is a great way to do like community. Because um, you can't really do that at a regular theater. It's mutual you know aid, I mean? you know. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> oh my! The El Paso Craigslist is just full of people like looking for one more to fill a car. <laughs> so, how long were you guys together? Seven years. Seven years. Wow. Yeah. My, yeah, because sophomore year, junior year, senior year, and then all of college. Yeah, that's um, true. Mm-hmm. And then we broke up in 2011. December of 2011, we broke up. How quickly was it before you guys were able to be friends? Oh, like the next day? Oh. Yeah, it was like, I think, uh, well, anyway, as I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> What I experienced in that period of time, um, I think we knew we were going to break up. Like, I think it had been, it'd been kind of... Telegraphed. Cut loudly <laughs> by our actions and our violence. Um, I think, like, by the time... No, you did hit me in the face with um, uh, a box of Taboo, like the board no, game. No, it was a box of Clue, and it's because you were cheating. That's... And I will okay. stand by it. This is really... I'm glad this is a, a podcast about friendship. <laughs> this is really... <laughs> we hated each other and then we abused each other now we're Perry, here yeah. Perry's just writing down the time code so she can cut all this out <laughs> <laughs> best episode ever being friends was kind of never not like it was just never on the table it was never friendship was never on the table it was always about revenge um, <laughs> no I, I just like I think by that point I, I, I really I definitely couldn't imagine like doing my life without you know, touching base with Eddie or like like talking to them and stuff. So within three weeks of the breakup, we were like speaking like regularly and like normally. What do you think the keys key things for people who want to stay friends with their ex? I don't know. I I feel like we actually get asked this question a lot. Um, <laughs> by people planning <laughs> breakups. <laughs> by people, well, yeah, I remember having a conversation with somebody and they were just like, you know, you're really like breakup goals. And I was like, aren't you married? And they're like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, cool. I mean, you know, 
<laughs> so long as you have a goal. As long as you have a goal. It's good to be motivated. <laughs> I will say, like, one specific thing I, I do think. Get all the fucking you want to do out of the way. I think whatever weird, like, sexual tension might still, like, be there, deal with it, confront it, and then and then move on. That's a good one. Yeah, like, yeah, don't hold on I think to that's, it. I think that's great advice. Even after the breakup, if you're like, you know what, we still got a good three or four that we yeah. need to get out of the way. <laughs> get um, out of here. <laughs> I gotta declutter. <laughs> Marie Kondo um, <laughs> Uh, your dick no longer brings me joy. I was gonna um, say this no longer brings me joy. <laughs> um, yeah, because um, yeah, we we are never gonna have sex again. No, this um, is not gonna happen. But after we broke up, we did. There was definitely like a, quite a few times where I was like, "Well, we're here," and then and then after a while, it was just like, "Oh, like we've done this." It disturbs me to think about you in bed. <laughs> 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 it unsettles me. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I do think like one thing that also I think helped us too is what was interesting is we were never as people who dated since high school and then went through like college and, and some graduate school together. I think we were also really good about keeping track of how we were changing and like sort of being like co-pilots to the way that our thinking was changing too as a result. And and because there was such, I think like encouragement of like autonomy and like, Hey, do your own thing. Like be your own person. We ended up walking away with like people we really liked being like, Eddie's also like a really cool fucking person. So why would I not want to keep someone who's like really brilliant and caring and smart and funny in my life? Well, I also think, just real quick, I think there was also like a a big component of also being honest about how what we wanted was also changing. Mm Because at this point, we're living at opposite ends of the country. I don't think we had definitive plans on when we were going to like be in the same place at the same time together. But also what we wanted from other people was also changing. Yeah, Eddie wanted white men more often than not. More often than not. <laughs> and I wanted drugs. <laughs> and Jesus wanted as much chlamydia as he could possibly find. Which um, I got from you first. So <laughs> so I introduced it to you. And you were just like... <laughs> you got me hooked. <laughs> Jesus is chlamydia dealer, Eddie, is how you'll... <laughs> how you will be introduced on this podcast. Have you ever had partners be jealous of your friendship? Yes. Well, okay, I will say this, though. Most of the people that I've introduced Jesus to, it's less of a jealousy thing, and it's more of a they don't like Jesus thing, which is honestly the most attractive thing a person can do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, thank God, because Jesus is just so likable. So, you know, you meet somebody who's like, oh, he's not so great. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Someone else sees it. Somebody else sees it. I'm not alone. I think I've had more people who have been like, kind of skeptical of you than you've had of me yeah i think all of all of the people like i'm trying to think okay like who have you met that i've dated you've been you met victor mm-hmm. um and victor liked you victor thought you were great he didn't friend me on facebook but yeah sure. but victor thinks you're really funny sure but i think that's oh and you you met manny and manny manny. manny is very congenial and just liked anyone because he was just like a giant labrador of a person mm-hmm. i don't think i've ever had anybody who was like jealous of you i oh, have there's... had like Friends who disliked you. Yeah, a lot of them. Most of them. (laughs) All of them. I love that that's where this question is gone. Both both of you were like, well, I have plenty of friends who don't like you. (laughs) 
<laughs> it is a friendship podcast, so I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, surprised to hear um, that you know there you, you each had friends who didn't like the other you know uh, person, but nobody who was ever jealous of your closeness, just because you all seem to be very very close. I've known as long as I've known you, y'all have been friends, and you've stayed close. I think so. Ralphie and I would be like, oh, yeah, we'd be jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think also after they meet the other person, it's like, oh, you know what? Do they even like each other? Maybe I don't have anything to worry about. That's a good point, actually. I was going to say, I think I think I think people look at our friendship. and They're like, you know what? So long as someone else doesn't have to deal with this. (laughs) If if they're the only people that are hurting, that's okay. So how close are you guys? How often do you talk? Uh, every day, don't we? I mean, I think, uh... like, there, there's there's at least gonna be like a text every day, at least, um, unless I'm like spiraling, uh, being like a sad bitch somewhere, and even then, there's eventually like a hi, I'm okay, I'm just not well. But that's after mm. like fifty text messages. Yeah, me. and like three, none three or them, four TikToks. None of, none of them asking how you're doing. Just me, like just. Just saying whatever comes to mind. Fair, yeah. <laughs> um, I left, um, so I, I've been teaching um, high school for like eight and a half years. And when I left teaching finally in uh, this past year, the day that I was on the verge of sort of making the decision to like go back to school or like, you know, keep teaching, Eddie was like the first person I called because I was like, hey, mm-hmm. you like, you're somebody I trust with like this big ass life decision. What do you think I should do? And of course, they were like, yeah, you should take this because like you're old and you're not going to have a whole lot of opportunities after this. Um, so you should really make the you. best of your of your withering potential. <laughs> um. <laughs> a men though and that's not that's not just for you that you know we are everybody out there all the the uh, clock is ticking this conversation is between four people whose potential is currently withering eddie's not wrong (laughs) there's a new gray hair every day Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep unless bone density (laughs) (laughs) why do you think your friendship works so well what about your personalities um eddie has i think oh go ahead well, I was going to say, I think the humor has a big part of it. I think we both adapted to each other's sense of humor. And both of our senses of humor come from really sad places. So... <laughs> El Paso. <laughs> Good answer. Well, goddamn. <laughs> But I don't know. I feel like Susan and I have this conversation a lot, but it's like, I feel like we know how to be sad around each other, <laughs> too. Like, um, uh, how each other's sad. And I also think we're both the, we, I don't know. Jesus, how would you answer that question? I think we are both, I think I, I have like a really deep appreciation of just like, uh, of, of you being able to say and think about and talk about like difficult things. Um, and I mean this like politically, globally, whatever, there's something about your particular ability to like kind of not flinch at anything that has always made me feel less crazy and alone whenever I'm like mad or like upset about things in the world. I think there's something to be said about that. I also think the sense of humor is important. I also think 
there's I, I don't know we we made a really long maybe like 20 minutes worth of jokes about eddie's dead grandma um <laughs> and like like exhuming her corpse and forcing her to go to her own birthday party um and like force feeding her corpse cake it was like a good 20 30 minutes of that and i was like, like oh we're not well like pretty fresh <laughs> off of like not like the day after or anything but yeah, I don't remember. Why did it come up? I don't remember. We, it, it, I remember. Well, it came up because your family photoshopped your grand photoshopped your dead grandma onto a family picture. <laughs> yeah, she was like, and not like in the sky. Like she, like her head was poking out, like poking out behind everybody, like just in the background. Her sepia toned face. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was a yeah, it was a lot. So yeah, I think that 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 definitely has been a a key a component of keeping us together. <laughs> I agree with all of that. I think you two are very similar people. You have very similar senses of humor. But I what, what I'm also hearing is that you two are really open with each other because I actually know you both as pretty like guarded people. I, you're both really fun, but I. You know, I don't know you two on the level that you know each other. And I think that's because you are comfortable opening up to each other like that, which I think is really beautiful and really special. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's like, um, this sometimes is very annoying to Eddie, but um, but it's one of the comforts that I find in the friendship. Eddie's somebody <laughs> I can just shut the fuck up with. Like, I talk a lot and I'm very loud. Um, and mm. Eddie's someone that I can just like, I can just shut the fuck up. Like, I can just be quiet and it's fine. Eddie fucking hates that because Eddie's like, you never tell me anything. You never talk. You don't make conversation. And I love nothing more than frustrating Eddie. So, um, so I, I don't know. I, I also think there's something to be said about like, yeah, like just, just having a friend who makes room for the worst, most boring version of yourself to just kind of chill. Amen. <laughs> I do get the worst, most boring parts. <laughs> more than you deserve, Eddie. <laughs> that's fair. That's 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 fair. <laughs> what are some of your favorite moments, craziest moments oh, you've God. had together? Um, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's hear it. Let's well, hear one it. of my favorites is um, <laughs> so yeah, I what, what um, Eddie was living in Arizona at the time. Um, he was an undergraduate. And we were dating and I went and we were at our friend Jessica's house. Eddie and I used to do this. Like, we kind of just used to try to have sex everywhere. And so whatever. It was just a mess. We were staying at her house, whatever. We were like doing all kinds of shenanigans on the floor and stuff. Um, <laughs> which was just like messy undergrad shit. But at one point during that trip, we had a fight about, I don't know what. We had a fight. The fight happened immediately after we'd gone to like a 7-Eleven or like some kind of gas station. And we both had like big gulp cups of drink. And we're sitting there in the middle of Arizona, fucking screaming at each other about God knows what. Just a twink and just like a Rosie O'Donnell fucking stunt double. Um, and at one point, I'm like, I like scream at Eddie about something. And I like, I walk away. And maybe like five seconds after walking away, I just feel the big gulp land on my back. I am like cold. I'm like, I'm just like full of like, you know, big gulp. And I'm like... Oh my god! So I turn around and I rush at Eddie, screaming, and I just like hold him like really tight, like I just like grab him and hold him and then scream in his face. And I don't know what the fight was about. If you've never had someone throw a big gulp at you, like that shit is there's a heft to it that 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 is only felt 
when it's propelled by resentment. Yeah. Um, and that was a really fun experience. <laughs> what a crazy fun story. I love that. I, I, I loved you that. Know, one spring break, we were like, we don't have anything to do. And we went to Disneyland. That was fun. I don't know. Got on a Greyhound. But uh, there was also copious amounts of physical abuse. So, oh my god! <laughs> you know, Jesus. I mean, but I was like, but it's like a fun story. Oh, I used I used to make uh, weird burner accounts to help uh, Eddie spy on his exes. That's oh also- my god! <laughs> That's a good friend. Oh, um, burner accounts like social media or yeah. Um, uh, uh, kinds of social media is uh, c- certain platforms. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, on, on yeah. certain pornographic content oh, sites. This was pre grinder days, so yeah. So I would make profiles. Did you bust anyone hardcore? Uh, I had a couple of successful <laughs> moments of getting people to disclose information about things they were into and and were wanting to do <laughs> that they weren't supposed to be doing. Amazing. So you like catfish them? Yes, 100%. It never helped. I never listened, but we did get the information. <laughs> I was really good at what I was doing. So. And I think the story that we often talk about is the, the Spanish sex story. Um, oh god okay yeah i opened it up um no okay i'll tell you how i remember it like from my van it doesn't make it better i'm the villain in this story but it it's um (laughs) but i remember jesus and i um uh became sexually active um and i remember having a conversation where jesus told me that i was the first person he'd ever had sex with who didn't speak spanish and that he found himself um, like having to like translate or some, I don't remember the words he used. He used like a bunch of them. And I was like, oh, I should do something really nice for him. Oh. And so I decided that the next time we had sex that I was going to speak to him in Spanish. Yeah, use your, hi- use your high school Spanish. Nope. Didn't have that either. I took Latin. So... <laughs> Took Latin, we both took Latin. So, so didn't have any of that. Um, and so yeah. I, I remember while we're having sex, I was like, oh, what do I know? And from what I can remember, the only thing that I could come up with was like, I, I, I. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesus kept going to his credit, to his failing. <laughs> I thought I was doing something really nice. I mean, I didn't like, I didn't look up any Spanish. I didn't try to learn any. I didn't watch Spanish porn to try to pick up. Nope. Figured it would come in the moment. Ancestrally. <laughs> I would be able to connect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you thought Cesar Chavez was just going to seep back in there. Telling me about the struggle in the field. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how I remember it. Was, <laughs> it also. It, this is also. This is also made more sort of like uh, racially slash class weird because we were we were having sex at um at a house that at the house of a woman my mom cleans for who like I used to dog sit for. 
So I was like, I got the house to myself. <laughs> Come over. So we're fully, we're fully fucking in this like, you know, in 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 a room decorated by somebody who like shops at Talbots <laughs> yeah. and like and likes jackets from Chico's. So it's just like a lot of a lot of like strange floral patterns and pastels. You you didn't even you gave me no warning. <laughs> we're having sex, and all of a sudden I just hear. <laughs> I, I, and I was like, what the fuck? Uh, like, I just, I was waiting for that. <laughs> like, but you couldn't even muster that. Um, so, yeah. So when it was all said and done, I was like, what was that? And that's when Eddie explains, like, well, I just thought you might want to do it in Spanish. Like there was a fucking Dolby surround sound closed captioning option that I could have chosen. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And we dated for for four more years. <laughs> and they're still friends to this day. Oh, despite Eddie's racism. <laughs> I learned a lot about racism that day. Mm-hmm. Mostly how to do it. <laughs> What are your tips for a long distance friendship maintaining that? Because that can be hard. I was like, nothing. <laughs> Honestly, it's not worth it. No. <laughs> Don't do that to yourself. Um, no. Um, you know what? This is something that I think like uh, Eddie and I talked about when we were dating. Oh, God, this is so fucking cheesy and trite, but whatever. But I think like very early on, and this is actually like, super, like now that I'm thinking about it, um, very early on, Eddie and I were having conversations about like relationships being work. It, it's like a thing you make, right? Like you're constantly sort of like putting things into it, investing, like, you know, uh, doing repairs. Like there's there's something to be said about putting in effort and, and, and also figuring out what efforts look like too. Because I, I think Eddie and I are very different in how we express care for one another. And I think sometimes having to sort of like figure out like how how to best be like, no, like this is still the homie can be, yeah, can be a thing that, that takes effort or, or thought. I don't know. Yeah, I also think it's about, I, I will also say this. I think a long distance friendship, much like a long distance relationship, is also about remembering you don't own another person and that they're going to have like a life outside of you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's really easy to get caught up in the like, oh, they went to a party and I'm sitting by myself a thousand miles away, not doing anything. And sometimes that can feel really jarring, especially with somebody that you're close with. And so figuring out how to, like what the limitations of the relationship are and being honest about it. What do we actually want to talk about? What do we have time to talk about? What are the what are the parts of our lives that we can share and, and recognizing that there are going to be parts that we can't because of distance, because of time, because Jesus doesn't want to hear me crying about another guy that I've known for two weeks. You're going But to I'm going to anyway, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think there's also, there's a, I mean, it, as much as it's work, it's also about recognizing that there are going to be things that you miss out on. And it's okay to miss out on some things. Yeah. Well, agree to disagree about that. Honestly, half of the shit Jesus does, I don't want to do. I don't That's want fair. to do it. And Jesus doesn't want to go to Disneyland again. And Eddie doesn't want to blow a bunch of guys on the side of a McDonald's. We're just different people. <laughs> like, I remember I was in El Paso what was it last weekend there was like a flash flood warning and it was like 10 p.m and asus was like do you want to go to a drag show at 10 30 and i was like 10 30 why <laughs> also the streets are flooded 
and we went, and it was so loud. <laughs> where where was it? It's at this place called Touch Bar, okay. which is like behind a warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was so loud. It was all in Spanish. Mm. Everybody kept drinking. Jesus almost got the cops <laughs> called on us because he had a weed on him. It was. <laughs> oh, that's true. I like everybody's speaking Spanish, so Eddie goes up to the bar and is like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> He's trying to order off the menu. He's like, "I, I, I." But yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think friendships are, are not just the things that like, you know, you all have in common, because I think a lot of people think Jesus and I have a lot of things in common. But honestly, most of the things he does exhausts me. And I'm, I don't want to right. do them. And I'm like, I'm... <laughs> and I find Eddie tedious. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what, like when Jesus comes to visit me in Chicago, like by midnight, I'm like, here are the keys to my apartment. You, you have a, I'm, you will find your way back. I am going to bed. <laughs> Jesus has always come back, so... Jesus is very resilient after it's night out. Res- I will say that. You are the most yeah. resilient yes. person I know after a night out. Amen. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> Listen, I, I was resilient last night, so this is... <laughs> I was so resilient last night. Ugh. Would you guys like to play some newlywed game? Oh my god, yeah. Oh. We're going to be so bad at this. It's not about winning. It's about making each other feel bad. Just okay, kidding. great. <laughs> right. We've already lost. Yeah. How it works, we'll give Eddie three and then Jesus three, best out of three. And it'll be real fun. Great. Real fun ending. Really- <laughs> okay. Okay. Ooh. Okay. We'll start, we'll start with you, Eddie, answering oh, no. for oh, Jesus. Okay. okay. If Jesus was one of the Hocus Pocus witches, which one would they be? Mary. Jesus, what's your answer? <laughs> Sorry, we should have given you time to write it down. Mary Sanderson, absolutely. Yeah. Literally, literally, you said the question and I mouthed, I smell children. So, <laughs> Didn't you, weren't, didn't you do that for Halloween with Michelle and Ryan, actually? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Mary. Mm-hmm. Yep. We started off easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll we start off yeah. slow. Okay. Eddie, what would Jesus consider to be your worst habit? Oh, um, the things I let men do to me. Oh. <laughs> what did you write Ooh. down? <laughs> the men you date. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the, okay. That's a half a point Close. at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> But, it, but it's about what they do to you. <laughs> That's right. All right. Last question. What is the one song, if Jesus can only pick one song to play at their funeral, what would it be? Oh, this one's actually hard. Because um, I only subject Jesus to music. I don't listen to anything he likes. <laughs> um, <laughs> that... That super cut of all of the women who've ever played Ursula laughing. <laughs> Poor unfortunate souls. I guess I could have just come with the song. Uh, but no, I'm going to stick with my first answer. The super cut of all of the women saying body language um, who've ever played Ursula. We'll play it at, at the shallow grave we throw Hesse's into eventually. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, 
I had memory from cats. <laughs> I think that counts. Yeah, same thing. Same thing, really. We're going to keep it at one and a half points for you. <laughs> Great. All right. You have to beat one and a half, Jesus. Yes. All right. Easy. Easy one. Jesus, what is yeah. Eddie's favorite Pokemon? Oh, God. Um, you know what? I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say Jigglypuff, but I know that's not it. But I'm gonna say Jigglypuff, um, just because um Eddie has a, a Jigglypuff painting. I do, but apartment, it also has a so. Tentacruel in it. It does. But neither of those are my favorite. My favorite Pokemon is Corsola, unless we're doing first gen, and then it's Psyduck. Oh, I know. We've had that whole conversation. I'm a shitty friend because I thought you you you. It's a shitty choice. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Hey Zeus, if Eddie were a Care Bear, which one would they be? Oh, um, the um, was there a rainy one? I don't even a know. Rainy one? Is there, what's the sad there one? There is Grumpy Bear. Is the rain the one. rain cloud? That one. Grumpy that one. <laughs> Eddie, the one that's a bitch. <laughs> oh, the elephant, the Care Bear cousin. Oh, what's her name? Damn it. Oh, I don't. What are the cousins' names? It's, um... So I know lots of heart lion. Um, yeah, it's oh no, it's lots of heart. Oh, it's elephant. a lots of heart elephant. Oh, yeah, yeah. it would be lots oh. of heart elephant or hugs and tugs in a raincoat. Okay, word. <laughs> hugs and tugs in a raincoat is <laughs> the best answer I've ever heard. <laughs> I love giving hugs and tugs in raincoat. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. You talked about blowing a guy on the side of a McDonald's. Leave me alone. <laughs> hey, Jesus talked about blowing several guys on the side of a McDonald's. That's true. Uh, yeah, on Runberg in Austin. Yeah. Um, okay, Jesus. Yes. What would you say is Eddie's biggest pet peeve? Oh, oh, Eddie's Eddie's biggest pet peeve. Um. Uh, the inability of the men in their life to communicate clearly about anything they want. Nope, I put up with that all the time. It's people who spit. (laughs) (laughs) I hate people who spit on the sidewalk while they're walking around. I think it's disgusting. Oh, don't need to do that. Yep, especially during COVID. Just swallow. Just swallow. (laughs) That's going to be the ending. Just swallow. <laughs> you only lost by a point and a half. I want to stress that. That's right. Out of a, three points, close. stop trying to make him feel good. <laughs> he lost. This might be the first shutout we've had, but they were hard <laughs> questions. They were hard questions. We didn't give you any. We didn't give you any. Oh yeah, questions. I did have my first one, the easiest one. So that yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for talking to us here on Friendship. Thank you for having us. Thank y'all. Y'all are great friends. I need to think of a good outro, like, and let's all stay friends. (laughs) 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 I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it. I think that's perfect, Carrie. I think you go with that. (laughs) Let's all stay friends. Yeah, no notes. I love it.